I was a researcher. I was reading up on best practices. I wanted to do it all right. I got to this point where I saw that despite me trying to do it all right and find anything that I could control and squeeze whatever control I had, it was still feeling like it was exploding. My husband comes from a more traditional background. He had experienced like a very fear-based model. He saw himself as coming out all right. There was no reason why he shouldn't use the same techniques to raise his kid. That relationship was difficult. It ended up with a lot of conflict. There was just a lot of arguing, a lot of let's see who's more stubborn and who can get the last word in and show that they're right. The days felt so heavy and so hard. Is your child's challenging behavior leaving you feeling exhausted, defeated, and hopeless? You are not alone. And I want you to know you are not a failure and your child is not broken. Welcome to Calm the Chaos Parenting, the podcast for parents raising strong-willed, highly sensitive, or neurodivergent children. I'm Dana Abraham, parenting expert, and I have helped hundreds of thousands of families just like yours. Each week, I'll share simple science-backed solutions to help you feel more grounded, in tune, and deeply connected to your child, no matter what challenge you face. Start your journey from surviving to thriving as a family at calmthechaospodcast.com. Hey, hey guys, it is Dana here, and I have got a topic that I think is not talked about a whole lot, but I think it happens more often than we we like to talk about. And that is when other people have chaos in our home, meaning our partner and our kid or two kids in the house, or maybe even our in-laws with our kids. And we feel like if they just knew what I knew, if they just did what I did, if they just would learn the things I've learned, then everything would be okay. If that sounds familiar, you are going to love today's chat. I am so pleased to be sitting down having coffee with a good friend. She's in our Calm the Chaos community. I'm joined by Tara, and Tara is here to talk about just that. She was struggling with the relationship between her husband and her kids. Tara, hello and welcome. Hi, you. How are you? Hello. So we were just talking. I was like, wow, how long have you been with us? You've been in the Calm the Chaos community for a while now. Well, it feels like a lifetime because that person kind of feels like a stranger sometimes. So it's like a different lifetime ago, even though it's just been two years. Two years. Yeah. And tell me before we dive in, who are you? What are, what are some details about your family? And then share a little bit about where you guys were two years ago. I am married to a Spaniard. This is my mother's claim to my fame. And we have a six and a half year old and a baby boy who was born just over a year ago. And we have been all over the place. We moved internationally a few times before my six-year-old even turned two years old. She had lived on three continents. It was an adventure for sure. And we have now settled in the area where we feel like we'll be our home for a while. And life feels more settled now for many reasons. 
CTC has seen a lot of big life stuff happen two years ago. Trigger warning for those with infant loss. I just lost a baby and then about six months later got pregnant again. My, my then, how old was she? Four and a half year old was struggling with emotional regulation, very intense feelings and conflict resolution. Sharing was very difficult for her. A very verbal kid who had been talking full sentences before two years old would lose all of her capacity to communicate when these feelings would just take over her body. And I, since she was in the womb, was a researcher. I was reading up on best practices. I wanted to do it all right. <laughs> so this, I got to this point where I saw that despite me trying to do it all right and find anything that I could control and squeeze whatever control I had, it was still feeling like it was exploding. So that was two years ago. Yeah. And what was the relationship with your, because you, before we started talking, you started talking about the relationship with your husband and then also the relationship with your husband and your now six-year-old was really challenging. Yeah. My husband and I had a different life. We didn't have children for a while and we would just travel Europe and have this very idyllic life. And then we had our child and the first couple of years were pretty adventurous. And it wasn't until she was like three years old that these huge emotions started coming in waves and we started feeling ourselves underwater. And when that happened, my husband comes from a more traditional background of, especially with this, the way that people perceive you is very important to him that you're doing the quote unquote right thing and you're looking the right way. He had experienced like a very fear-based model of how his parents got him to fall into line and he saw himself as coming out all right. So then there was no reason why he shouldn't use the same techniques to raise his kid when they were showing these behaviors that are less than ideal. So that relationship was difficult, especially because my six-year-old is a very independent person. It's difficult for her to see hierarchies and why one person should have more power than another. So when that type of strategy was used on her, like do what I say because I say so, she would reject it completely and level up the ante. <laughs> So it, it ended up with a lot of conflict. We all have a tendency to go into fight mode when we're stressed out. So there was just a lot of arguing, a lot of let's see who's more stubborn and who can get the last word in and show that they're right. The days felt so heavy and so hard. And you were saying that you were feeling like you needed to control everything. And you felt like because of all of the learning and education you had been doing, that you knew how to solve the problem, but maybe if just other people would follow through with that. The education that I had done on my own was very much, because I value independence a lot, much like my kiddo, <laughs> I saw giving 
them equal respect and giving them equal word as an important thing. I wanted to respect her as a full human. And when you come from a different perspective in parenting and you think that that power should be in the parent's hand, it's difficult to balance those two parenting styles. And of course, because it's something that I value, I saw the way that I was doing things is the quote unquote right way. I saw that if everybody just could calm down and talk to each other, and many times I would be doing this yelling my head off, like just, <laughs> like I felt, I remember specifically thinking the way that I get people to calm down is if I explode, which sounds so backwards when I say it out loud. But I remember thinking like the way that I, that people quiet down is if mom loses it. I hear that a lot. And you hear a lot of parents say that the only way to listen is if I yell, right? And that's how you were feeling is the only way to get the attention of your partner and your kid was to yell if they were fighting. And what was going through your head while they were in this turmoil and they were struggling so much? What would you yell or what were you thinking when they were struggling so much? For me, it was like a very clear line. And it's ironic because I wasn't using any tools for healthier communication. But if you give the person mutual respect and be able to talk like we're on a team, it felt like everything would be solved. But the way that I was going about it was not being a very good example of that. Even though I knew the theories, I wasn't implementing them. And it just wasn't causing the reactions or the, the influence that I could have had if I had been able to calm myself first before entering into these volatile situations. So it just felt, yeah. No, it felt like I was just, I had no power despite trying to control everything. It just felt like I was using so much energy and we weren't getting anywhere and that nobody was ever going to understand anyone else. If someone was to ask you back then what your biggest struggle was or what was causing the most problems in your life, what would you, how do you think you would have responded to that? I came in thinking that if my husband and my daughter could just have a better relationship, everything would be fixed. If they were just able to understand each other. And that was what I was centered on. It wasn't anything about what I needed to change. The only thing I saw was everything else going up. It was coming from a very anxious place. Now I realized I felt defensive about everything and wanted to put the blame on everything else and not take my own agency to put in the tools that I had read and studied to cause real change. So what did that look once you started making some shifts, what were some of those first shifts that you made in, in trying to change the relationship in your home? Because I'm sure it, you didn't magically just go, oh, it's not about that, right? So what were some of the first steps that you took? I was guided through like seeing that if I kept my focus on things out of my control, that it would be a lot of wasted breath. So I very soon shifted my perspective to see, 
wait a minute. What do I need to do to be able to show up how I want to show up to feel how I want to feel in a day and protect my own energy so that I'm not absorbing all of these emotions from other people day in and day out and feeling like the next day, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take on any more negativity. So I started to take care of myself and put in the time to notice my own patterns, to notice things that I had felt when I was a kid. And not only was I raising my kid, but I was figuring out that I needed to re-raise myself and show myself the same nurturing compassion that I wanted to show up for my kid with and with the intensity of the personality that I have in my home. It was hard, but also the other gift that I feel like CTC has given me is just wholehearted acceptance of who she is and welcoming that spirit and being able to not in all moments have the grace and, and empathy that I would wish, but a lot of the time seeing the behaviors as her way of showing like, hey, something's off for me. So I was able to start seeing things under the surface and accepting that and not trying to fix it. What about your partner? Any, did it change how you viewed how he was interacting? Did it change how you interacted with him? It's, it's an ongoing dance with that. It's between finding moments that sometimes after a big storm, obviously not when we're all in big, heavy emotions, but after we both come together and see that our vision, our long-term vision is the same. So if that's our vision, how can we step back and see what just happened and go at it from a different way? Because what we're doing isn't working. So there, there's that part that I've really been putting a lot of effort towards finding the moments when he's most receptive and releasing the desire to have him be 100% on board with how I would ideally like our family to work. It's been with baby steps. It's been not even every week. It's not on a routine. It's feeling with my intuition. Is there a lesson we can extract from this and talk about with both of our energies regulated and talk like two mature adults instead of going to our childhood patterns of trying to prove that my way is the right way. Dana here, and guess what? My book, Calm the Chaos, has officially launched. So if you enjoy the podcast and find the stuff we're sharing valuable, I'm 100% sure you're gonna love the book. You can get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com. And if you use this link, you'll also get some special bonuses. So once again, the link is calmthechaosbook.com. Thanks. I hope you're enjoying the show. I hear from so many people that like that their partner is parenting totally different than them. 
and they start to lose hope and they start to feel like, what's the point? Because they're just going to undo everything. And I remember so many times talking with you on a coaching call, so many times, you know, in the community and you just feeling really defeated in the early stages. And the reason I had you come on and chat is just because of how different you are as a human even and how you approach challenges and struggles and situations and how you think about things. And I just, I know so many people who are listening to this might be at those earlier stages that you were in. And so I think everything you're sharing is super helpful. And so thank you for sharing. I know it's not always easy to talk about our relationships and things like that. So if you're thinking back to that time two years ago and, and then to now, right? And how life is different. What would you say is like the biggest change, the biggest thing that has had the most impact over the last two years? When I tried to solve problems with my partner two years ago, I would come in guns blazing, ready to like argue my point and get the last word and prove that I was the one who knew more. And now I oftentimes, when I have big feelings, I will find ways to take myself out of the situation when possible. I oftentimes will either take a shower, move that energy out of my body and reflect on how I want to show up. I will remember what our ultimate goal is, which is connection. And if I want to have that connection, then how do I need to reverse engineer that connection? And it's not going to be with yelling and proving my point through that type of fighting energy. Like finger pointing and saying, you should have done this. Why didn't you do this? You know better. That sort of thing is you've got to go at it a different angle. What does it look like now when your husband and your daughter start to argue or start to get in one of those tense moments or that into that conflict? Do you still jump in? It's not completely. (laughs) I can't say that I'm doing everything 100% better all the time. But I do. You're human. That's totally okay. I would be like, wait, what? (laughs) Not a robot? No. I know, right? I I am super aware of what we want in the end. What is what I desire, what I hope from this situation? How can I help that? If the way to that is me staying out of this in this moment and coming back when everybody has dispersed and energy has gone down and we can find a way to come back to the conversation and notice what happened and think of a solution, an action-based strategy for next time. Let's let go of the past. Things are done. I'm not perfect. I've done stuff that I wish I could rewind and redo But that's not what we're here for. We're here for going forward, improving ourselves and finding a way that better speaks to who all of us are and acting in ways that feel supportive to all of us. So it's definitely like taking the pause and not trying to fix it in that moment because it doesn't work. 
I was thinking, I would love to hear just in Calm the Chaos, we talk about these four steps, you connect, understand, empower. So if you were to write out, because I know you've had so many different plans you've created, what would your plan be for when your husband and your kid are getting into that tension or into that conflict? What would your, can we walk through one of those plans? Yeah, in the moment, I have to really anchor into the bigger picture. What does that sound like? What is the, so for people listening, that's the UP. So what is anchoring into the bigger picture? Do you say something to yourself? Do you visualize something? Last year, I remember having a very strong vision of the four of us at the beach. I had this whole image and I had even art in my house with this beach and I had these colors and it was a very visual experience. And I used that for a while. It was very effective. Right now, the most effective thing for me is to say, now is not the time. I think this came from a coaching call with you. And I say it so often. (laughs) I don't know if my kid and my husband have caught on to it, but I'm like, now is not the time. I say it to myself. I say it quite often <laughs> to my husband. It doesn't trigger him at the po- at this moment. Like he's, he seems to register that, okay, maybe we're not acting the way we would prefer. And let's remember what we're here for. So it brings me back to if the bigger vision is being connected, how would me exploding help me get to how I want to feel, how I want to feel, because I would realize after I would have this explosion, I would be sitting in bed after and trying to extend myself compassion and forgiveness. And hey, you can stop this feeling. You don't have to feel guilty after. Just take the pause and remember that I don't want to feel guilty for losing it again kind of, it it was a back and forth. It's not always just in that moment that it has worked out to keeping myself calm in that moment. Another anchor I use is protect your peace. The feeling of if I want to feel peace, if I want to feel calm, how can I protect my peace? And it's by creating that bubble of space and not entering into that moment. So that kind of moves us into that connection piece. Earlier today, we were on our seven days to less chaos and Jason was sharing how his connect piece when it was at its worst was actually to walk away. We had a tap out plan where he would walk away because his presence was really dysregulating to our kid. And so I'm just curious when your husband and daughter are struggling, what is the connect piece of your plan? My connect I'm trying to extricate it from my you piece because it's keeping myself calm that sends messages to them that we're okay. We're stressed out right now. Somebody's not happy right now, but we're okay. So you do you move into the a similar area and you just keep your body calm and you become that safe place for both of them? It's reassuring them that it's okay if you're feeling something big right now. It's anger is something we're going to feel all of our lives. I hear you. 
and empathizing with how it feels when you feel angry. Oh, yeah. You're validating them. You're showing up. You're holding that space for them in those big, ugly, hard feelings, and you're not trying to whisk them away. Yeah. What have you come to understand in these situations? What's the understand piece? I can trace back. And even if I don't have data, a lot of times my kid comes back from school. I don't know what happened in her day. I just have to trust and believe her. This is a big thing that I hold conversations with my husband because sometimes he might go to, oh, she's exaggerating. And I understand that we need to believe what we see. We don't need to have evidence to say this is what's happening. I just believe and trust the feelings and the behaviors that I'm seeing. And I don't need to have all the information to understand that something's hard. Something's feeling big. Something, there's an unmet need. And you talk about there being an unmet need for your daughter, but what about for your husband? Have you come to understand him and the way that he shows up in a different way? It's, it is harder when it's an adult because I admit like my expectations are different and I'm working on detaching myself from what I think an adult should look like and just trusting that he'll be on his own journey in time, getting to a place where he feels um, more confident reacting in different ways. But yeah, working on understanding, especially his triggers, and tracing it back to what his family of origin values has helped me break down. He's probably reacting because of some conditioned belief from when he was young. And that does help me take a step back and realize that in this moment, there's nothing that's going to magically make that disappear. And what about the empower piece? Is there any particular plan or agreement or routine or anything like that that's been put in place that has really helped in these situations between your husband and your daughter? A lot of times I have found that with, it's hard when you've got two different spinning people, but I've seen that giving space and validity to my kids' feelings empowers her to say, yeah, like I'm feeling angry about this and I don't need to make it bigger because somebody believes me. And another thing that I find can bring her back is she's very responsive to audio, like stories, something that regulates her a lot is listening to on. So I'll try and find a moment. Hey, let's go listen to an audio. Let's go find some other activity that kind of can reset us. And with my husband to empower him to see that maybe things have gotten a little more elevated than we would wish and think of how we could reset things. Hey, let's take a step back. Can we reset? Can we redo? What do you need? We're working on, especially him being able to accept me tapping him out. That's something that's a current 
strategy that we're trying to employ. Just the awareness of the possibility that when you're stressed, like another stressed person doesn't help, but if you can accept and like lower that big stress feeling and say, okay, like I agree, I'm not feeling super understanding and calm right now. And accepting that help is something that we're doing out of the moment. I wouldn't say it's 100% polished at this point, but definitely something that has helped in some situations and we see the power of it. So working towards that. I love that. I think the tap out plan is such an important plan when we're dealing with our partners because one, it gives them that agency of you're not trying to take this away from me. You're not trying to tell me that I'm doing something wrong. You're really allowing me the space. And then we've created this plan ahead of time so that this isn't in the moment. You're not coming and saying, hey, what's wrong with you? Stop doing this. I'll take over. I've got this. I know I am guilty of that in the early days of just jumping in and be like, I've got this. Go away. I've got it. They, I don't need you right now. Or let me take care of this. And that leaves our partners, especially if it is that female male dynamic, it does leave them feeling, but I need to protect, I need to take care of, what do you mean? And then they go into defense mode. And so I think having that as part of your plan is really a great way to empower him. So we've talked a lot about where you are and we've talked about some of the plans you've created. What is life like now? Like you said that you, life was pretty hard just two years ago. And where are things now? Right now, I have so many strategies that I pull in in such a fluid way. I don't even think about which tool I'm using when. I can feel in my body when something's feeling like it's getting more elevated and I can do something to bring it back down. And I can recognize that in my family members too. So it's just a, a lot more awareness of how things feel, how people react to different situations. And that awareness has me to be more present and, and creating the feelings that I want to feel when I'm with my family. And I've been talking about, if that's how I want to feel, what do I need to do? And I might not get it right now, but how can I go the next time this is going to happen? How can I recreate the situation so that we are feeling better? It's, <laughs> I so much wanted control two years ago. And I had none. And now I don't want control and I am in control of what I can access and how I utilize my energy. And I know that you were such a researcher. You were such a learner and you are the like, I'm going to watch the videos. I'm going to print out all the workbooks. And we still talk about this sometimes, but I'm going to make it all pretty. And but doing the work was a different story. Can you talk just a little bit about what has been different this time? I think it just having a framework to kind of line up all of the things that I've researched and slotted in. Oh, if I come across something, I can see at what point that strategy might be used with all the Instagram reels that they feed you and everything. It just puzzles everything together in a way 
that feels so satisfying. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm grasping at straws anymore. I don't feel like I'm trying to fix anything. I just feel like I trying to be a more present and aware person, more accepting, more connected person in my family. So it just flows in a different way. Two years ago, I was trying to do, do, do. I wanted it to look right, like you were saying. And I was afraid that I wasn't doing it right and that's why things weren't going right. And I was convinced if I had it all right, then it had to feel better. But I had to start from how it felt instead of what I needed to do. I don't, I don't think that made sense right there. I needed to release like all the action that I was trying to do it right and have it look the way and have it organized. But I was spending so much energy in the trying that I was frustrated that it wasn't turning out perfectly. And when I was able to release that it wasn't going to be tied up in this pretty little bow and that I could trust myself to react how I wanted to react and create the life that I knew was there for us, that was when I was empowered to have this dynamic that I had been working for and trying to force for so long. But it's a very... It's a very strange thing because you have to do for a certain amount of time to realize that like you don't have to force it anymore. You, when you're learning it, it's like riding a bike, like I'm doing the actions, this is what I'm doing. And at some point you're just doing it without thinking. But when you're first learning it, it felt really wobbly and it felt like this can't be right. This doesn't feel right. And one of the things I can say about you and for anyone listening really is you're not, I don't mean this in a bad way. You're not a magical being that just like magically got this to work, right? You put in the work, you put in showing up to a coaching call when things didn't work you put in posting in the group when things were like when there was some a mismatch, you'd go try a tool or an anchor or a say do provide you do one of the tools and then you're like, but it didn't work. And instead of throwing your hands in the air and say, see, there's another thing that didn't work. You kept coming back to the drawing board. And I think that is what makes the difference. And I think that's why you've seen the success you have. What would you say if you were if someone was trying to figure out like, how do I get what you've got? How do I get the results you've gotten? What would you say about the process? I think the biggest thing that I experienced over the last two years, and I'm sure everyone's talked, I haven't listened to all these episodes. Does everyone talk about the power of one win a day and shifting your perspective? We have been as a group, like in our community, sharing all of these wins that we find one thing, many times it's way more than one thing. One thing that went right today, because there were so many days in my life that I could give you an entire page of everything that went wrong, but just the act of trying to find one thing 
that wasn't so bad created this habit of finding every hour, oh, is that gonna be the thing that I count as my one win a day? And you start seeing goodness throughout the entire day and you completely shift your perspective to appreciation, to how can I make this just a little bit of a win? If it was a dumpster fire, like how can we clean it up a little bit and just repair and have a hug at the end of the day? It is the most powerful thing is being able to shift my perspective to appreciate what we have, even if it's not what I would have drawn out as my perfect vision two years ago. I love that. I love that. What would you say to someone who is where you were two years ago, who they feel like they've done all the research, they feel like they have all of the science behind why things are happening and why the struggles are happening. And they're like, if they would just do the things I tell them to do, then life would be better. What would you want them to know? My first thought is, I'm sorry, it's not going to be easy, but how can you make it easier? How can you keep it front of mind? How can you find the little ways to shift into a little bit closer to what you're working towards day by day and through the tiniest next steps. You guys are genius, by the way, because it is. It's the tiniest things stacked together. And just making a commitment and saying, this is worth it to me and I'm going to put in the time and anchoring myself every morning. I'm gonna spend five minutes thinking about how I'm gonna set up the pillars of my day so that I feel like I'm better prepared to take on whatever comes today. Um, I really love that focus on the habit and really focusing on coming back to it, staying committed, even if you fall off, even if you have, there's been time when you had a baby, right? And there's been all kinds of transitions in your life in the last two years. And so there's obviously been times where you don't show up every day. So no one's saying you have to be that consistent, but the fact that you stay so committed that you come back, I think that's the such a big key. And I'm so glad that you shared that. If someone's thinking, they're listening to this and they're like, okay, I want this in my life. And they're thinking about either doing our seven days to less chaos workshop, or they're thinking about investing in the full Calm the Chaos program. Is there anything you would want them to know? I would talk about the power of having a group of people that is sure of there being a different way and a community that's so supportive and so accepting and they see the good even in your worst days they lift you up makes me cry <laughs> and it's that feeling that you're supported and you're loved and we're all working towards a similar thing that's just not able to be matched it's really priceless to be in the presence of these people who are so good and so loving. We all come from such different things. We have so 
much different in our lives, but we have this common place to share and to grow and to see real progress. I love that so much. And I know that you are busy and it is just, it's after school time and you've got a one-year-old toddling around. And, you know, I think two years ago, this would have not been possible for you to sit on this call while this is happening. You have been so calm and so just like, we've just taken our breaks and those are probably edited out for this, you know, for whoever's watching. We have been working on this call for about an hour and a half at this point, just because of the little breaks. I just have to commend you. Like you, you're a different person. And so thank you for giving up your time. I want to thank you so much because it's really been a huge gift in my life and my family's life. A really incredible thing that I couldn't have even imagined two years ago is this kiddo being able to advocate for herself and communicate to people about what she needs in order to calm herself down. And she has, we've had comments from her school about how she will advocate for her needs when she needs to take a break, or she even has requested to talk to the school psychologist because she wants to have different strategies for when she wants, when she has big feelings. So that's been really incredible to see that not only am I learning these tools, but she's able to access them too, even without me explicitly really walking her through, this is what you can do. Yeah, that is cool. That's so beautiful. And so I'm just gonna wrap us up here. So if you're listening to this and you have felt like you've tried all the things, you've learned all the things, you've done all the research, but then in when you try to implement it, you feel like it's not just not working because you can't get it perfect, you can't stay consistent, or everyone around you isn't using the things you're learning about. So it feels like it's undoing all your progress. I just want you to know you are exactly the parent that you are designed to be. Your kid is exactly the kid they are meant to be and they need you more than ever. And so you don't have to get it perfect. It is about progress, not perfection and taking those one tiny steps at a time. And you don't have to do this alone. There's an entire community of parents just like you from all around the world who get it, who want to create a more accepting family, a more connected family where every- Oh, and before I go, one quick note for all of you who are enjoying the podcast. My new book is officially live and I know you're going to love it. So just a quick reminder, you can go get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com. And if you do, you'll get some cool bonuses as well. Once again, get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com and I'll see you next week.